Hello and welcome back to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Now, first of all, let's start off with a bit of an apology because um, we've been a little bit slack in the last couple of weeks with releasing podcasts for you to listen to. Uh, unfortunately, I, mean, I went all the way down to um, the wonderful Autosport International show a couple of weeks ago uh, and unfortunately was struck with a bout of bronchitis, which of course left me with absolutely no voice to do any kind of interviews. Thankfully, I managed to squeeze one in um, with the lovely Abby Eaton of Grand Tour fame. Um, for those who haven't listened to the quick interview with her, please do so. Please check it out on our on our channel. Um, but after that, I was I was completely flattened. So unfortunately, no um, no no real content from the Autosport International show, sadly. Um, and um, it's now Daytona week. Um, I'm off to Daytona in a couple of days' time, uh, and I finally got my voice back, so I can now tell you all about the other classes uh, that are going to be taking part in the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Now, for those who haven't checked it out, um, my first episode um, previewing the Rolex 24 at Daytona was talking about the DPI class, the top class, the cars that are going to be going for outright honours in Saturday's 24-hour race. Today, I'm going to talk about the next category along, which is the LMP2 category. So, last time we talked about the DPI category, which is a completely professional class. So, all the drivers involved are paid to be their proper, full-up professional drivers, um, usually funded by car manufacturers like Cadillac, um, Acura, Mazda, um, etc. LMP2 is a little bit different. Now, the actual basis of an LMP2 car is actually very, very similar to a DPI car. They are both referred to as prototype racing cars. So they do not resemble um, a, t a car um, or they're not based on a car that you could buy uh, and drive on the street. They're based on a completely prototype chassis designed to go racing and specifically designed to go endurance racing. So the LMP2 cars you will see competing in the World Endurance Championship and at the Le Mans 24 Hours. It's a global category which is adopted by IMSA. Now, the difference with LMP2 compared to the DPI is, is that they all use a specification engine um, from a company called Gibson, a Gibson V8 engine, um, which is which is standard across the class. There are a number of choices of manufacturer that you can go for the actual chassis, the actual car to be built, but for Daytona, all of the cars competing will be the much preferred Orica chassis, which over the last couple of years has um, stepped above the rest of the crowd as the LMP2 chassis to have, and all the winning cars and all all the big races in LMP2 are Orica chassis. So, but the biggest difference with LMP2 as a class and from a sporting perspective is that it is not a completely professional class. The LMP2 class is what you would, we would refer to as a pro-am class. So you have some members, some drivers in the team uh, are fully paid up professional drivers and the other drivers in the team are amateur drivers or gentlemen drivers as they're often referred to who are slightly less experienced slightly less skilled but have the financial ability to to fund the program and that's how the kind of business 
business model differs slightly. Um, similar, s similar in a way to the GTD class, which we'll talk about later, which is also a pro-am class. But LMP2 is very much the purest form of um, the, the, the pro-am category in endurance sports car racing because there's no manufacturer support. It's all relying on private money basically to come in and pay for this uh, basically the ultimate indulgence in racing and as we go through the podcast i'll tell you a little bit about the lineups in each car some very famous professional drivers but what you can say about every single one of these uh, of these cars the, the amateur driver uh, certainly um, interesting stories to tell about their business lives as well so, what are the regulations for the LMP2 class? So, each car, each car um, will have three or four drivers. In LMP2, most of the time, it's four drivers sharing for uh, the 24-hour race. And actually, Daytona, as the only 24-hour race on the calendar in the EMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, it carries ever so slightly different rules on the type of driver that you can have in your car. So at Daytona, you are allowed to have one platinum graded driver allowed uh, within your car. Now, what do I mean by a platinum graded driver? Well, the FIA, the governing body of motorsport, classify every competitive racing driver on, um, basically on a, it's, it, on a, how would you describe it, on a scale of, of, of ability, starting at bronze through silver, gold and platinum. Now, platinum are your top level drivers, world champions, Le Mans winners, Daytona winners, that kind of thing. Gold, still very, very high standard. Silver also, but usually most of the amateur drivers will be in the bronze category as well. Now, at, at Daytona, you are allowed one platinum driver in your lineup. However, for the rest of the season, usually when the teams will be running with two, possibly three drivers in the longer races, platinum drivers are banned completely. So you will not see platinum drivers in the LMP2 class after Daytona. Now, if you look in the DPI category, it's almost completely platinum drivers. If you look in the GTLM category, which is all Porsches, Corvettes, Ferraris, it's all platinum drivers virtually. So it's... Uh, in, in, in Daytona, we're going to see some big names competing in the LMP2 category. You must also, it's completely within the rules, you must have a bronze driver within your uh, car. And that bronze driver, which is usually the gentleman driver uh, who will be who will basically be paying the bill for the whole effort, that bronze driver is also, in order to maintain it, the spirit as a pro-am class, Qualifying duties must be carried out by your bronze driver uh, and your bronze driver will also have a minimum amount of drive time that they have to complete for the team to qualify to finish the race. So, you, you know, you might be able to um, have fantastic gold and platinum drivers in your car, but you are limited. You, the, the bronze driver must complete a minimum amount of drive time, um, which which does vary from race to race. Um, I, I, without <laughs> search the Internet high and low to find out what that is for 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 Daytona um it hasn't it doesn't appear to have been announced but normally it's around 4 to 5 hours of the 24 hour um race and in fact Ben Keating um who was fastest at the roar before the 24 test he will actually be competing in the LMP2 class and also in the GTD class so he's going to be hopping between two very different cars so he is going to be a a busy boy 
uh, as as well. So the minimum drive time is important, and each um, each team will go about that strategy um, differently. And it's interesting because between your your gold and platinum drivers, there might only be I don't know maybe between three and six tenths of a second per lap difference in their pace. But the difference in pace between the bronze drivers could sometimes be as much as two seconds per lap between a fast bronze and a slow bronze. So where you do, where you put your bronze driver in the car and when you put your platinum driver in the car is really, really important. And that's a big part of the strategy in the LMP2 class. Now, last year, the, the LMP2 class was almost a bit of a non-event. In, in most races, we only had two LMP2 cars competing. And really, it was a forgotten class because often you would lose one car or one would drop back and it would become a bit of a non-event and, and a, a class that was certainly forgotten. That looks like it's going to change this year. We have five really strong entries in the um, LMP2 class this year and hopefully they're maintained throughout um, throughout the season. So first of all, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the, the timings that the LMP2 cars uh, put in during the roar before the 24 test, which took place at the beginning of January, which is a compulsory test that any teams wishing to compete in the Rolex 24 at Daytona must attend. Um, and during that during that uh, that weekend, they have a qualifying session to to choose the the order in which they line up in the garages in the pit lane. And the further up the garages you are, the easier it is um, during the uh, during the race. The qualifying proper will happen. This will happen before the weekend uh, on on Thursday of this week. So let's tell you the roar before the twenty four. Times. So the fastest car was the number 52 PR1 Matheson Orica, uh, driven by Ben Keating with a 138.056. In second, the number 81 Dragon Speed, driven by Henrik Hedman, uh, was a 138.695. So Ben Keating oh, nearly seven-tenths of a second quicker than anyone else in the field. Ben Keating, probably one of the fastest bronze-rated bronze drivers in the world, you know, winning Le Mans on the road uh, in the GTE AM class last year and sadly disqualified due to a small technical inf infraction, but a very, very fast driver. Uh, in third was Kyle Masson, the young 22-year-old American in the Performance Tech Orica, um, one with a 138.712. Uh, in fourth was the number eight Tower Motorsport by Starworks. John Ferrano, the 60-year-old Canadian um, who owns Tower Event Seating and Scaffolding. Um, that's a new outfit. That's a 140.021. And then fifth uh, in the class was the number 18 era motorsport orica of Dwight Merriman, who's quite new um, to competitive motorsport, had a season uh, in TCR, in Pirelli World Challenge, and a golf TCR back in 2018. Um, and he he's put in with a 142.913. So, you know, he's not far off five seconds slower than Ben Keating. So you see what I mean? The difference between a good a good bronze and a not so good bronze is much more than uh, when you get to the, the gold and platinum level of drivers, proper full factory professional drivers. The difference between them is so minute that um, you know that's a, an area where it's, it's it's you're less under the microscope. But actually, the bronze drivers, they're the guys that are actually under the most pressure and the ones that can can win or lose uh, a race. And if you're having to drive for three or four hours minimum uh, within that race, if you're three or four seconds off the pace of your equivalent 
bronze rated driver it can make a big big difference at the end of the race so what we'll talk about now uh, is the, the 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 full running order for the LMP2 class and some of the lineups for uh, these cars are really really interesting first of all I'm going to be a little bit biased we're going to talk about the car with the Scottish guy in it I'm going to be really biased here we're going to talk about the number eight number eight Tower Motorsport by Starworks Orica. Now, Starworks are a team run by Peter Barron, um, who um, had a really difficult season last year in the GTD class uh, in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Um, running an Audi R8, they were really held back by balance of performance regulations and were not competitive throughout the year, which was really, really difficult for the drivers, Ryan DL and and Parker Chase. But they're back this year um, in a different class, in the LMP2 class, back in a prototype, um, and they have some they have some history with prototype racing as well. So their team will be led by Scotsman Ryan DL, the gold-rated driver who in 2012 had one of the finest sports car seasons of any driver in history, winning his class in Le Mans, winning his class uh, in Sebring and winning his class at Petit Le Mans uh, as well. Now, Ryan has also won the Rolex 24. He won it outright in 2010 with the Action uh, Express team. So a very, very high credential driver um, came over from, from Scotland, moved into America and has made some fantastic success uh, of his career uh, over uh, in uh, the United States. And I have some very good news that on Friday, um, Ryan has very kindly made the time to sit down and have a chat to us at the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. And I can't wait to share that interview um, with you. Um, and I hope you enjoy that when, when it comes out. So also um, sharing with Ryan in that number eight um, Orica, Starworks Orica, uh, will be Nick, Nico Lapierre, the platinum rated driver. Now, Nico Lapierre, uh, is often referred to as Mr. LMP2 at Le Mans because he has won the LMP2 class at Le Mans in 2015, 2016 and 2018. And he's an absolute genius in this category and just knows how to get the job done at the biggest race in the world, at Le Mans. Um, he's, he was the 2006 A1 GP champion, the 2003 Macau Grand Prix winner, um, you know, won Sebring in 2018 with Petroni SM uh, and Sebring in 2011 in the Peugeot Diesel. So he has serious credentials in sports cars. Just absolutely incredible um, ability behind the wheel, particularly in this class of car. So the professional drivers within the um, within the number eight Starworks car are really, really strong. We'll be also joined by David Heinemeyer Hansen, a silver driver um, who won the 2018 1,000km um, of Sebring. He won Le Mans uh, in 2014 in the GTE AM class with Aston Martin. So some really good credentials as well there. And as I mentioned um, before, John Ferrano, bronze rated driver, um, the 2012 IMSA Sports Car Challenge GS class champion, 60 years old Canadian. He is the bronze rated driver. He is the amateur driver in that car. Um, and, you know, he's at that at the age of 60 to go out and do a challenge like this, a 24 hour race is, is quite, quite impressive. Uh, and the Tower Motorsports, um, that is uh, that is named after the company owned by Mr. Ferrano. So good luck to those guys. 
Next up is the number 18 Era Motorsport Orica, which will be led by the legendary Jeff Braun, um, who will be the team's strategist um, for that event. Now, Jeff has been involved in some incredible projects in sports car racing. He was involved with Level 5, um, the notorious team owned by um, now convicted criminal Scott Tucker, um, but a very well-funded team, funnily enough. Um, the Level 5, uh, he was involved with Core Autosport with John Bennett, very, very clever guy and a great addition to that era motorsport team. Um, their driver lineup, um, slightly different. Their platinum driver, uh, Nicola Minashan, um, forgive the pronunciation, he's the platinum driver, 46 years old, uh, probably one of the oldest platinum rated drivers in the world, drives a lot of uh, classic racing nowadays, but finished on the podium overall in LMP1 at Le Mans, uh, both in 2008 and 2011 with Peugeot. Has never won the Daytona 24, so um, he'll be wanting to add that to his uh, glittering CV. They got us a, an interesting character in their car, a guy called Ryan Lewis, who's a silver driver, um, 35 years old um, from Great Britain. Um, had a very impressive um, single-seater career in his early years. Um, you know, British National Formula 3 champion in 2004 with 17 wins from 24 races. Um, the former He was the Formula Palmer Audi champion in 2003, but hasn't raced much since 2017. Um, so interesting to see how how he will uh, get on. If, he's, um, if you follow Ryan on, on Twitter, please do so. He's auctioning off um, uh, <laughs> quite a, a very fetching Daytona uh, jacket that will be signed by all the drivers um, on the grid um, in aid of um, the wonderful Bob Varsha, who's sadly battling with cancer at this moment. So please, please do um, go and check that out and bid on that, uh, on that, uh, on that jacket. The other drivers in the number 18 era motorsport, they'll be Kyle Tilley, um, silver-rated driver from Great Britain. He's had a brief racing career, little seat time over the last few years, and has raced in a car uh, for only 18 times. So um, so to race it, to have that sort of brief race career but be silver-rated is, is quite, um, quite impressive. The amateur driver in that car will be Dwight Merriman, um, who's a bronze-rated driver, um, raced in the Pirelli World Challenge in 2018, uh, and as I said, about five seconds off the ultimate pace of the other bronze-rated drivers. So that th that car, they've got they've got their work cut out. They do, like I say, they've got an absolute genius strategist uh, in Jeff Braun looking after that team. But um, they're certainly, I would say, on paper at least, um, have a slightly weaker lineup than some of the others on the grid but you do not race cars on paper you race them on tarmac of course so the next one um number 38 performance tech motorsports orica um they will be led by um robert masson and kyle masson kyle is 22 year old american um silver rated driver He's the, he won Sebring um, in the LMP2 class in 2019. In 2017, he won the treble in the PC class of Daytona, Sebring and Watkins Glen, which is quite quite uh, uh, Im impressive. And in 2017, he won the IMSA Prototype Challenge Series, which is a f basically a, a feeder series into the, the main uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, where he won 11 wins from 13 races. Quite extraordinary. So a very talented young man is Kyle Masson. Robert Masson, um, 
again, quite brief racing experience since 2014. He's the bronze-rated driver in that car. Cameron Cassells, uh, another bronze-rated driver. He's a 50-year-old Canadian. Again, won at Sebring in 2019. A busy amateur races, busy amateur racer with wins in the IMSA feeder series. So again, you look at the, you have to look, keep looking back at the number eight Starworks car. They have got a really strong lineup in that car. Now, I think their biggest, their biggest, um, their biggest competition will become from the next two cars, the number fifty-two and the number 81. We'll start with the 52. The 52 um, PR1 Matheson Motorsports Orica, um, led by Ben Keating, um, the 48-year-old Texan, very, very um, um, pro prolific car dealer uh, in the United States of America, very, very successful businessman, and a real, um, he, he's, he's really taken to motorsport. Hasn't been in motorsport for really all that long, but he's had so much success and approaches it with such a great attitude as well. Um, you know, he won Sebring in the GTD class in 2017. He won 2016 Petit Le Mans in the GTD class in an 8.4 litre Viper. Who, how cool is that? He won the Rolex 24 in 2015 with the, with the Viper as well. Um, he was on the podium in 2018 in, at Le Mans in the GTE Am. In 2019, he won on the road in the Le Mans GTE Am in the, in the beautiful Ford GT, but sadly disqualified due to a fuel tank issue um if, if you've not seen the car that he raced at le mans last year it's so so cool sponsored by a company called wins a kind of car care product in a company in america and it's still the only ford gt to ever be competed um competed with outside of ford factory hands it's the only ever privately entered um ford gt car hopefully that will change hopefully some of the ford gt race cars that have sadly been retired um, after the the Ford GT pro factory program was ended at the end of last year, hopefully a few they'll get into a few more private hands and we'll get racing. But they are complicated and expensive cars to run, so we will just need to wait and see. So that's Ben Keating, cool guy. Um, Simon Trummer, um, the gold-rated driver in that car, 31-year-old from Switzerland. He's raced at Le Mans, he's raced at GP2. Um, he raced in the DPI class last year with JDC Miller Cadillac. Um, so a very, a very well-experienced driver. Nick Bull, uh, the silver-rated driver, 30 years old um, from America. Um, uh, a jewellery entrepreneur, quite a cool uh, Quite a cool um, background there. Um, he's raced at Le Mans a couple of times with Jackie Chan DC Racing. Uh, only races a couple of times a year. Raced with Park Place Porsche in GTD last year with Patrick Long. Uh, and won, uh, won the Rolex 24 uh, in the PC class in 2017. I wonder as a jeweler if he sold that watch after winning that uh, race. I wonder. Probably not. Finally, they will be joined by Gabriel Aubrey, another gold driver, 21-year-old Frenchman, um, won at Watkins Glen last year in the LMP2 class. He's currently leading the LMP2 World Championship with Jackie Chan DC Racing. Uh, finished second at Le Mans last year uh, as as well. So, as I said, the very strong lineup in that number 52 car, definitely enough to take it take the fight to the number eight. Finally, in the LMP2 class, uh, is the number 81 Dragon Speed car. Um, the Dragon Speed team, owned by Elton Julian, entering into IndyCar now uh, as well. Really cool team. Um, have been involved at Le Mans as well. Um, they've managed to get um, to acquire the services of Colin Brown, who I think uh, is son of Jeff Brown, the, the, the chap I mentioned um, a couple of moments ago. 
Colin Brown, uh, I think, is one of the most underrated and undiscovered drivers in the world. Um, he's the 2014 and 2015 IMSA Prototype Challenge champion. He won um, the 2016 Sebring 12-hour in the Prototype Challenge. In 2014, he won Daytona, Sebring and Watkins Glen in the same year. But he's a, the thing about Colin is he's a highly versatile driver. You know, he's won in NASCAR trucks. He's won in Global Rally Cross, GT, Daytona Prototypes. He stood on the podium at Le Mans in 2019, won Grand Am races in 20... Uh, oh, sorry, he stood on the podium at Le Mans at 19 years old, I should say. He won Grand Am races at 18 years old. Colin's a really, really versatile driver, very, very quick, uh, and a brilliant driver for a Pro-Am category uh, as, as well well known for getting the very best out of his um, amateur um, gentleman driver teammates. Speaking of gentleman drivers, the gentleman driver in the Dragon Speed team will be Henrik Hedman, um, the Swede, um, who uh, is uh, owns a company called Pan Capital, a very successful investment company, so absolutely no problem with funding in that particular team. Um, Ben Hanley, um, he drove last year with Dragon Speed in Daytona in LMP2. He's racing in the Geneta LMP1 team at the moment uh, and had three races with Dragon Speed's IndyCar program last year as well. So very, very good driver indeed. They will also have Harrison Newey, um, son of the legendary Formula One designer, Adrian Newey. Um, Harrison really climbing up the ranks of motorsport very, very well. Um, won the 2018 Asian Le Mans series, raced at Le Mans uh, in LMP2 in 2018, and stepping up into the Dragon Speed LMP2 team alongside Colin Brown and these chaps, they've got a very, very good chance uh, of winning the race. So I really think we're going to... The LMP2 class has finally got some um, got some talking points uh, compared to last year in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And I think it's going to all come down to the number 52 um, PR1 Matheson car, the number 81 Dragon Speed, and the number 8 Tower uh, Motorsport by Starworks as well. I think that it's all going to come down to the strength of drivers in the car. The cars themselves are identical. They're all, all five cars are Orica chassis with Gibson engines. So really, there'll be little bits that each team can, can, can get out of the car that others can't, but really it will all come down to the quality of the drivers in the car. And that not that what you want to see as a fan, that it's, it's maybe not necessarily a spending competition, but it is a competition about the best drivers in the world. And I think what also makes it quite cool as well, and this is the thing that sports car racing in general is quite exciting, that usually in any sports car racing championship, there will be at least one, if not more, pro-am classes operating in the race at any one time. And I think, you know, as, as, as a fan watching the watching the racing to see someone who is a fan just like you sure they have greater financial ability to go and sit in the car and race it but knowing that that is actually a possibility i think definitely adds to adds to the excitement of the uh, of of the race so that's the lmp2 class um i hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about this class um if you haven't had a have a listen to the uh, dpi class um uh, preview please do so. Um, lots of cool drivers taking part uh, in, in that. Also, at the Rolex 24 at Daytona, it is, of course, the flagship event in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. It curtain raises the season. Um, but the cool thing is, is that although there are four classes competing, they all compete together, but each winner in each class 
wins one of those coveted Rolex Daytona watches. So there is a lot to play for. And when you've been racing all through the night, and of course being the wintertime in America, the length of... of um, Daylight running is actually relatively limited. The, the the night at Daytona is really, really long. So to get through the night and get into the last couple of hours uh, on Sunday late morning and early afternoon, that is when it gets really, really tense. So um, if you haven't watched the race before, I strongly urge you to do so. You can watch it live all the way through on imza.tv. Um, you can also listen to it on um, radiolemon.com as, as well. They usually have uh, a, a live feed there too. Um, so do check that out. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me at the show, uh, you can via my website, which is www.petermckaymotorsport.com or via any of our social media channels. Uh, Instagram is a good one, at Peter Mackay Motorsport for that. Um, Twitter, which is at Mackay Podcast. And finally, our Facebook page, which is the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. And on all, on, on all of these channels, I post up all the new episodes and articles that I write as well. I look forward to speaking to you about the next two classes um, um, for the Rolex 24, but even more so to be speaking to you live from Daytona uh, at the weekend. It's going to be the first big trip for the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast abroad to, to a, a live motorsporting event, and I can't wait to, to speak to you from out there in America. So do tune in for that. Thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. <laughs>